everyone, and welcome to AmeriCrown Dreams, a podcast of the British royal family. I'm Caitlin. I'm Jenna. And we're back to talk about the Lifetime original movie television event of the century. I don't know, at least of the year. In the year for sure. The year for sure. Harry and Meghan, a royal romance. That's what it's called, correct? <laughs> I think that's what it's yes. called. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Cool. Oh my gosh. I I was so excited for this one. We've been talking about this since like the minute they got engaged. We've been yeah. anticipating this I mean, event. It was just it was expected that Lifetime needed to make this movie because yes, they had made one for Will and Kate. And I will I will say I uh since it was also Mother's Day on Sunday, you know, I wasn't really sure I was going down to the suburbs to to say hi to my mom and um, celebrate, and I didn't know exactly what the timing was going to be on my my return to my apartment. So I made sure to DVR, um, and in that I realized that the Lifetime was being very kind to me, and they had replayed the Will and Kate uh, film as well. And so I got a double feature all to myself. And I it, it had been a while since I watched the Will and Kate one, but I have to say it I enjoyed the heck out of myself. I loved that movie. That movie's so yeah. dumb and so good. Ugh, the karaoke scene. Why is he singing to her? It makes no sense uh, whatsoever no. in the context of the mil- movie or in their lives. I I hope someday they do, like, I love when they do oral histories of how oh, like yeah. things came to be on, like, TV shows mm-hmm. and whatnot, and I would love for that movie, or at least even just that scene, really break it down. Yeah. Like, why? Yeah. I'm so pleased, but why? It's like they did an oral history of that scene from One Tree Hill where the golden retriever eats yes. the heart. And yeah. that's like an amazing, just amazing piece yeah. of I, reading. I think I texted yes. that to you the minute I read it. I was like, right. oh my God, this is amazing. Yes. Uh, Google, if you don't know what we're talking about, Google One Tree Hill. Golden retriever. Da- golden retriever. And you'll get it. Heart, mm-hmm. maybe. If and there's an amazing video waiting for you there. And then, and then you'll the find oral the oral history. history about it. But yeah. <laughs> but back back to the topic at hand. I mean, it had been Indeed. for in forever since I had seen the Will and Kate one because they don't air it that often. And unless you want to like find it, probably on YouTube with crappy uh, quality. You know, you don't always have the opportunity to see it. And now it will live on my DVR until I move, probably. Um, but it was really fun to watch to see, kind of remind myself what we were in for. Because, I mean, they do some things really well in these movies, like surprisingly well. Yes. And then they do some things that are just terrible. And I will say, for example, that each movie really was mean to the brother it was not about. Like, yeah, because the Will in the Will and Kate story is... I mean, he doesn't really look like the real Prince William, but he's cute. Like, he's attractive. He is, he has like the good looks of William at university. And then Harry in that movie is portrayed as like a little like piece of shit. And then in this yeah. new movie, like, good God, I think that guy, sh- like, Prince William should sue them. Oh, for sure. It's so bad. And they make so much fun of his hair. I feel bad. Anyway, we'll get into that. But, um, yeah. I'm just really, we'll focus mostly on, on uh, the Harry and Meghan story for this purposes, I might 
break in with some Will and Kate references here and there, but indeed, because they yeah. were definitely the most lifetimey thing about this. Oh yeah, movie <laughs> for sure. So just as a little bit of background on um, who the making of this movie. So obviously, as soon as Harry and Meghan announced their engagement. Lifetime came out and said, we're going to make a movie. And the people they tapped to make this were um, actually pretty, like, they weren't bad choices. So there are two writers of the movie, Scarlett Lacey and Terrence Coley, or Coli, I don't know, C-O-L-I, like the bacteria. Mm-hmm. Um, and they both have some good uh, writing credits that I think... They had strong resumes. I'll just put it like that. So both of them had written for The Royals, the cheesy uh, soap opera on E! starring Elizabeth Hurley. And uh, Scarlett Lacey was more... She's been a writer for longer on the show. I think Terrence just wrote one episode. Um, but So that's good. They have a familiarity with you know the British royal family. Scarlett uh, wrote two TV movies... For Lifetime based on V.C. Andrews books and if you so not Flowers in the Attic she didn't write that one but she wrote um, Dear, Sweet Audrina or whatever that's called and then one called Heaven which if you know anything about V.C. Andrews books they're horror shows literally um, and then she's also rewritten the TV movie reboot of Hocus Pocus which I didn't know that needed a TV movie reboot but apparently Agreed. so um, and then our friend Terrence he has some uh, speaking of One Tree Hill, yeah, he wrote on that show. He also wrote for the uh, 90210 reboot um, and for the excellent ABC Family uh, drama Switched at Birth. Yes, which that's is good. Uh, another good um, like teen soap. Then they tapped um, a person named Minaj Huda uh, to direct, and he has experience directing for the Royals. Again, I think that's probably how all these people knew each other beforehand and then he also uh directed some of the uh british television show coronation street and so he's uh got quite a few uh, like british works on his his resume as well yeah you can check out their imdb for more but figured that was a good highlight and so you know you feel like okay you're in decent hands it this could seems, be worse. I mean, I don't know who writes a lot of these Lifetime movies, but these people seem really legit. I mean, they've had writing... I mean, I think they should hire us to write these TV movies, but... Indeed. I think they uh, they probably had a about as good of a background. And the fact that they had to turn around a script in probably, like, a week. They wrote it in two weeks. Yeah. yeah. I was being crazy. hyperbolic, but it's actually only two weeks, which is crazy. Yes. Imagine... <laughs> and it was a two-hour, like, movie? I mean, yeah. TV, so, like, there's commercial breaks and stuff, but still, it's... it's How long is it? And they were pretty quick commercial breaks. I didn't yeah. ever feel like I was sitting there, like, when I watch ABC Family, mm-hmm. or what is now Freeform, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, if I have to wait for another... Especially when Harry Potter marathons are on, I'm oh like... Oh, my God, yeah, that takes forever. Right. So, I was I was quite pleased. It's on TV. They're they're playing it. So this is the schedule. It's airing um uh like once a day until and then even afterwards on Sunday and stuff. So it's it's coming up. Oh, it's that's great. If you guys haven't watched it yet, if you have lifetime, check check it out. There's probably right. a good chance. Also, yeah, also spoiler alerts, we're going to be revealing a lot about Oh yeah, the we're going to be talking about the plot. So, yeah. if you are worried <laughs> that we're going to spoil something for you, Maybe wait until after you've seen it to listen to this one. Um, but a lot of 
it is based on things we know happened or like can assume happened. Um, like these two people are engaged and getting married on Saturday, so you know we can assume that there was a proposal and like what we've heard about the proposal and stuff. So, right. Um. Yeah. I guess. Um. What are your? Do we just want to start with our overall impressions? Yeah. I think so. What do you think? Yeah. So I thought for a Lifetime movie, it was actually quite well done. I agree. Um, yeah. I was really impressed uh, with, especially with Parisia Fitzhenley, who was Megan. I, she yeah. was great. She was really she was, good. Yes. She was. Um, and, and she has a really good acting history. I mean, she's not just someone who looks the part. She's She stars on her own show on NBC. It's a summer show. It's called, like, Midnight Sun, I think, is what it's called. Um, it's about witches. Ooh. And so she, she has the acting chops. And you could definitely tell that she was really in tune with Megan's mannerisms and her voice and all that and I thought that was really well done. I also really appreciated that. I felt like they did their homework for writing this in two weeks. Yeah, I could I, definitely I, tell where that they had read a lot of stories about Megan, about her life, uh, paparazzi stories, stories from the Daily Mail. And I also really appreciated they were for Megan in particular. They dressed her exceptionally well. They really did. I. Like honestly, it's it's almost as though they had the exact outfits. Like they had access to some of the stuff, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in detail later. But um, I agree. I think she was an amazing choice to play Megan. I think there were a few moments where um, it wasn't her fault. It was more like the dialogue she was given to work with was a little bit stilted, and so she did what she could. And yeah. but for the most part, like I was just really. Like, I honestly, at the end of the movie, um, they fade from a a shot of the two actors playing Harry and Meghan in the back of a limo to the real footage of Harry and Meghan at their first public engagement after the uh, engagement was announced. And I honestly Mm -hmm. had to do a double take. I was like, wait, oh, oh, okay, yeah, that's that's the real Meghan. Because she did look so spot on for most of the most of the program like it was really she really did manage to embody her quite well yes whereas like and again I'm making a callback to the Will and Kate one the only thing I think that the actress there did a really good job as well but she just didn't look as um, similar but they did I will say that that Kate they got Kate's hair right in that one for sure yeah she had beautiful (laughs) locks they did not get Kate's hair right in this one (laughs) no (sighs) okay but anyway um, my overall impressions are similar. Like I think it was really well done. Um, there were some, there were some good cheesy parts, and yes. there were some parts that I had to cover my eyes because it was so awkward. But for the most part, I think it's it's really you know a, a really good good portrayal of their relationship. They had to obviously condense some of like Harry's scandals and stuff and make it like I think the fug girls in their recap had pointed out like Harry had mostly calmed down by 2016 when they met um he you know it was 2012 when he got caught in naked in Vegas so and then it was you know years before that that he the whole Nazi thing came out so like when Charles there's a scene where Charles is like you have to settle down right at the beginning of it of the movie and he brings up those two incidents and it's kind of like 
I get it. Like you have to tell a story. You have to like frame why he needs to settle down. But those had taken place, you know, several years in the past. Right. At that point. So he was a little bit less of a a, a kid when yes. this was taking place. He's definitely more mature. <laughs> but yeah, I really liked it. I think they also did a... I was really surprised um, how they tackled the issues of racism. And yes. I was um, like, I thought that, you know, what, take my opinion for what it is. Like, I think it was really, like, important the way that they talked spoke frankly about it and how they kind of made sure to point out the double standard that Megan probably faced, you know, even inside the palace walls, just because she was um, a black woman who is Harry was dating. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, the heightened scrutiny she was subjected to that we know she was subjected to. And they used the real daily mail headline about her mom. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know if that story they had her tell where I mean, they said the N word on Lifetime, and it was like, wow, I I was really surprised that they pushed it that far. But it's really important. I think I don't know again if that story is apocryphal or or not. I but it's it really helped you connect emotionally to Megan and why her racial identity is so important to her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it was. I think it was really interesting. And again, yeah. it had just enough cheese to also make me happy because it's a yes. lifetime movie. And it's exactly. Romantic. Yes. Good. A good balance mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Because one thing that I also, yeah, I appreciated not only the yeah connection with talking about Megan's race that they didn't shy away from that, but yeah, also just kind of, yeah, explaining even Harry's kind of background. Yeah. I, that like too. The, the, yeah. Like when, and I've decided that Doria is the the wise the wise wizard in this movie because mm-hmm. <laughs> she's just like she's like wake up Megan she plays I mean she plays the the I mean there it, some people a good mother a good mom I was gonna say it's <laughs> like there's the trope of it's like you know she's the the sassy black woman helping I mean but also I think it's just her being a mom so I don't really right. know where to ascribe how the film lands on that but also mm-hmm. I think she does just mostly talk good sense into Megan. <laughs> Yes. And so I was, I felt they did a really good job of explaining, yeah, why does Prince Harry have really no fondness for the media and, you know, just kind of carry on with your life? (laughs) Well, and I also thought it was really interesting, you know, like, so at the end of the the part where she tells the story about her and her mom and the racism, you know, the racist event Mm -hmm. they they faced, and, um, and Harry made, I thought, a joke about being a ginger. Or like he was saying, like oh, being a ginger, and it was kind of like okay, Harry, like that's a that's a joke, and it's kind of funny, but it's not the same thing. But I think the writers managed to do a really good job of, you know, like clearly he was just like trying to cheer her up when he was saying it, but then when he kind of brought it home, like oh, people said that because I had red hair, I couldn't be my father's son, mm-hmm. which I mean that's it's a different animal from racism but it's still really heavy burden for a kid to bear and to have people like talking openly about his paternity right um and because of like the fact that he's got red hair it's like i don't know but i think they did a really good job of like making them connect on being like outsiders and you know not quite fitting in and then finally figuring out they should just use their celebrity for good Mm -hmm. yeah so this was a deep movie it was Whoa. a deep movie. I mean, so I'm going to say it starts out um, 
in flashback mode. First, with it takes us to 1997. Um, we cut between Africa um, and which you know I I don't know. It's clearly Southern California, but it's Africa in quotation marks, and it's um, just after um, just after Princess Diana's death, and so Charles has taken William and Harry there to kind of get them out of the glare of the media and to, I don't know, just kind of heal after the hard event that was her funeral. Mm-hmm. And um, it also flashes between or back to uh, pictures of Harry walking behind his mother's coffin, things like that. Um, the guy who plays young Harry is decent, like decent, like, um, what's it called? Visually, he's he looks similar, but like he's not a particularly good actor. Okay, so I actually missed this, just the part where they were in Africa. Okay, so you missed... Because I was racing to my parents to watch the movie. Oh, right, okay. (laughs) But I saw what happened, everything after that, but... Yeah, so the lion, did you see the lion? So I didn't see that Oh my God, I have to tell you about it. It wasn't until later that he tells Megan about the lion that yeah, so I found out about it. Pretty much, like, he shows up, and it's actually really funny if you can catch a rerun, or, I don't know, I'll... It, I'm sure you could probably find it. I bet there's something online. I think yeah. they they might even have it online if you can get the login information. But um, they're there, and like Charles is trying to talk to William and Harry and be like, "We're gonna heal here. Like this is the cradle of uh, civilization. Or it's like where man was first born, or something." rose out of Africa and then the guy who plays young William who is really well cast goes dad you're not going to start quoting Lion King again are you and it's really funny because you can totally bet that that's something Charles would do Um, and he's also wearing an ascot and stuff but anyway so then like Harry gets all mad and is like you never protected mom and like runs away and sits under a tree and then a lion shows up and it's like that scene in um, the Queen when Queen Elizabeth when Helen Mirren playing Queen Elizabeth um, encounters a stag at oh, Balmoral. Yeah. It's pretty much exactly Total. that scene, but with a lion. And okay. um, so now instead of a, a stag, Diana is a lion. And mm-hmm. uh, Charles is like, oh my God, it's a lion. And he's going to shoot the lion because it's, it's a lion. But then Harry jumps up and like swats the gun away. But I'm also like, Harry, man, like somebody else could get hurt like swatting the gun away indeed try not to do that but everyone's cool the lion just walks away but then did you see then did you see young megan i did okay yes, so I then that's that the very next thing yeah and it tells the real story of her writing to ivory soap um in 1993 complaining about the sexism in their advertising about how only women do dishes right and how she managed to get that changed go girl mm-hmm. um and then it jumps forward to suit her uh, kind of continuing to be a badass in suits. Yeah. And on the set and, adding, and advocating yeah. for herself and her being being good at her job. Yeah. I thought that was another thing they did really well. It's just kind of writing in and showing like, oh, she's status quo, not for Megan. Yeah, she's not just going to accept um, things that don't make sense for her character that seem to be kind of more the result of um, the fact that they want like sex appeal when it doesn't make sense at all. Trying to push them to be like, yeah, I'm not saying 
you can never show her, you know, that. But, like, why would she take a shower in the middle of the day? That makes no sense. But then also, then they cut to Harry in the club with his dubstep. (laughs) And I love that it was dubstep so much. So they're definitely, yeah, going back to Harry that had been seen in a while. Mm -hmm. But I loved the scene after he's at the club. Mm -hmm. Because do you often, when you make a mistake, does, does your sibling come into your bedroom and you know chastise you for it yeah really and like lay in, in bed universe. with me <laughs> right because right. apparently in this universe prince william is totally like going in harry's bed and is like harry not again oh you make me look good or, or i make yeah. you look good no that's kate and it's like oh okay banter <laughs> banter um yes. I think my first reaction, this is the first time we see like grown up William in this. And I think I texted you right away. Wills is not cute, but his, they got his hair right. Like, yeah. And then frowny face. And then we were all sad about it. Yeah. But, Otherwise, it yeah, it was it was bad. But um, we it's kind of like I said, we see the aftermath of, of his antics and um Charles is chastising him. But then this is the first time we really get, like, exposed to, like, the character of Kate in mm. this um, film. Yes. And do we want to talk about this now or should we should we carry forward a little bit more? Maybe carry forward. Okay. I think we can kind of go through. I will say she does. Casting across the board. She does drop um, Cressy. A hint, yes. Cressy, which is a reference to Cressida Bonus, his erstwhile girlfriend, who saying like, "Oh, you should settle down with her." And the funny part is, is I don't know. Again, this is the accuracy of this is debatable. But she's like, "Marriage isn't that bad, isn't it?" Will and then he just is like staring blankly off into the middle distance, and she like elbows him. Which I mean, I don't think I don't think that that's how they probably interact in real life, but. I don't know. You definitely know, no. like, Kate probably is the boss, but I don't think she has to do that. I think William's probably like, oh, of course, dear. Right. But, like, before being elbowed. Yeah, um, I definitely think it's really unlikely that when Prince Harry is getting reprimanded that Will and Kate are are part of the, you know... Yeah, the, the, the crowd circle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, you guys have better things to do. Mm-hmm. You have three children now. <laughs> I know, really. Like... Well, I guess they had two when any of these transgressions, but you know. <laughs> yeah, so it's crazy. And then um and then we cut back to kind of like so you know, the the bug has been planted and also Megan's kind of been reminded that of this like paradox of like, you know, she wants to find companionship and uh and stuff in her life and mm-hmm. with a man po- possibly, but also she doesn't want that to define her. Uh, and so she's talking to, oh gosh, what's her full name? Violet Van Westenholtz. Holtz, yeah. Um, who, who is, I think, her stylist in this scene or something. She's dressing yeah, her for something. A friend. A friend. And this is one yeah. of the examples of where they got the fashion so right because she puts on this red dress, or she pulls out this red dress in the scene and is trying it on. And it is almost identical to something Megan actually wore. So yes. it's like really cool to see um, them have such an eye for detail. I don't know if the timing lines up on it. I haven't done that research, but it was really good because I love that dress on her also. Oh, yeah. It's gorgeous. And it's really, yeah. And it's a similar dress that Kate has. It's I think it's an, yeah, that red one is an air dev. Mm-hmm. So, so. Um, 
Gorgeous. Violet hears that she's <laughs> single and because she invites Violet to go to Wimbledon with her to watch Serena. And she's like, oh, you're single? Your plus one isn't working out? And then she's like, oh, have I got a single guy for you? Unlike his older brother, he still has his hair. To which I write, way harsh, Ty. Like, what the hell? Like, yeah. God, what is this? What did Will do to Mean. her? Um, and then we get the famous words, which Megan um, said, which is, is he nice? Right. Which is what she said <laughs> she asked um, before she agreed to, to go out on a date with him. So, I mean, next we can kind of talk about their date. Mm-hmm. And essentially, he sto- he stands her up almost. Or at He's least very late. Him, and it's late. Yeah. And I thought it was really funny when she, like, totally, like, took him to court for being late and be mm-hmm. like, you don't know how to use a watch? Mm-hmm. And he's just convinced that it was going to be a crappy date anyways and yeah, all of that. <laughs> right. Because, I mean, honestly, we have cell phones and you see her playing on her cell phone at first. And so, like, even if it is a blind date, you know, if you get stuck in traffic, you can still be like, so sorry, got stuck in traffic. Yeah. Or something. Or she can also Google and see exactly, like, what's going on. You know, she yeah. can be like, oh, they're really the roads all are green on my Google Maps Indeed. Ad. Indeed. Um, but yeah, I mean, do we want to maybe discuss just our favorite scenes? Sure. Well, show? I will say. Or, I mean, we can keep we can keep going. Yeah. Well, I'll just say. Yeah. The, I mean, the next scene is one of my favorite ones, which is where she. Okay. Uh, it's phone calls, and she um, is hanging out with her dogs, and then she calls her mom and kind of gives her the download of of like what's going on and the fact that she went on a date with Prince Harry, and her mom is like, "Get it? Like, have fun? Like." all that stuff and then Harry calls her and asks her what she's doing and she has a book which is the book version of The Crown like that she had been reading and she like flips it over she's like oh nothing reading a script and then she's like how about with you and he's like oh just you know I don't know what he I can't remember what he said but he clearly has the show Suits paused like on the screen behind him (laughs) yeah and it's like a still of her like on there and I was like oh it's funny they're doing like stealth research on each other and then yeah. they decide to go to Botswana <sighs> he Botswanaed her he Botswanaed her according <laughs> to uh, William and um, so how about we talk about the casting here of yeah. Will and the whole Cambridge family because this is where we first saw also the, the little actors playing George and Charlotte right so ugh not the kids. I mean, the kids are cute. They don't really. They're meh. They. they they're I mean, whatever. again, they're adorable. Like the little girl who plays Charlotte, she's cute. She does not look yeah. like Charlotte. No. She's no, a very no, cute no. little girl. And she does. She eats. Uh, she like just eats pastries very cutely. But like, um, and it's a little bit weird. But okay. So, what are your thoughts on what's her oh, name? Uh, Laura Mitchell. Oh, the Kate actress. Yes, Laura Mitchell, who played Kate. Laura Mitchell. I don't. She was not great, mm-hmm. and I credit that more to poor writing and a bad haircut. And by ha- I mean more of a bad hairstyle. Yeah, I thought her clothing was pretty was okay. Uh, I think they could have probably done better for Kate. Oh, for sure. But I wasn't that concerned since so she's not the main character. But I really just felt that they really portrayed her as just kind of super judgmental, kind of racist. Uh, yeah, what the hell was up with that? Yeah, because she's like, she's divorced, she's black. Which, like, are you ready for this? I 
so the thing is like if if there's a thing it's it's that's not how she would at all express herself like i get what she was trying to say there's a different thing which is like she's she's saying like as a person who's been through the media scrutiny that comes with dating and getting you know married to a british prince in the modern day like she can say like listen it's hell and it's going to be even more hell because people are terrible and so because she's divorced, because she's black, because um, she's American, she's an American, they're going to yeah. go after her so ruthlessly. And like, I need to make sure that you're not just bringing some poor girl like to be, you know, dragged through the gauntlet for no reason. Like, like, that's a different tack, like pointing out that she's going to face scrutiny because racism exists is like that's that's different from how they had her say that line and like what that line was it was really weird yeah hmm. oh, i felt the same way so i was not pleased with their kate casting at all i thought it was not great um and i i just felt like she wasn't written well and i thought it was just kind of sloppy which is fine because they were just kind of there to move the plot along and give harry a confidant for the to be like express his feelings and kind of guide him in his decision making but i felt like it was not well done (laughs) yeah well i will say and and they really were just a joke so i will say there are two things about kate there were two kate scenes where i really liked her the first was uh the reaction to the press release where william asks her after harry they read the press release that harry's prepared um announcing telling the press to back off and William says, what do you think about this? And she says, honestly, I think it's the most romantic thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and it's, in other words, it's like, why couldn't you do this for me, you coward? And um, the other time I really loved her character was when it's at Pippa's wedding reception where they moved yeah. the whole racist Princess Michael of Kent bullshit to take place there where they had just like a horrible old woman wearing a, like a brooch celebrating slavery effectively and there's a point where um harry is like yelling at this woman and kate's standing there also being like what the hell is wrong with you and then the woman says something like oh you're embarrassing us dating a woman like that and harry has to kind of hold kate back because she looks like she's gonna like jump on her and i was like get her kill her kate you're you're secretly pregnant with baby number three right now you can get away with it do it (laughs) so anyway those are the two redeeming times that at least that I noted, where I did really like um, the character they wrote for her, and it's where they showed potential, but I just, yeah, they were really sloppy, I think, with it. Yeah, and I feel like they tried to, during Peppa's wedding, to, like, show them as kind of, you know, Kate trying to show her the ropes, and I feel like they could have done that in a very different way. That that could have been a better route for Kate's character to just kind of be that that educator for Meg and just being like, you know what, I've done this and I'm here to help you. Here's what here's what I've got to say without being like this like snooty and very judgmental like sister in law. <laughs> yeah. And the Fug Girls in their recap pointed out um what I agree with is there's a really interesting interplay between the fact that again Kate's been through this before and Kate kind of was forced to strip away all of her opinions and 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 also she kind of like had to deal with a lot of this stuff. She didn't have a press release sent out for her telling the press to leave her alone. I mean, she had some support from the royal family, but it wasn't it was different from what happened with Megan. And so it's a little bit like Kate, you know, it's really complicated feelings. It's like 
obviously Kate doesn't want Megan to have to go through what she went through, but a little, she's still probably feeling a little bit like, well, wait, why didn't you do this for me? And like feeling conflicted about that or like, why can't I do, you know, X, Y, and Z? Which they kind of press on because then William makes kind of a joke during one of the scenes. He's like, in private, you you have a lot of opinions, darling. I was like, like, great. Yeah, opinions (laughs) that I'm going to murder you. Right. Jeez, you're the worst William ever. Ugh. Yeah, but so I, I'm happy that they didn't go along the route of like Megan and Harry and Kate and Will like all like hang out and they're all besties. I'm happy they didn't do that, but I also felt like I was like, I don't like them. <laughs> yeah, and like the William is really like big dork. Which yeah. I guess, I mean, again, they're like probably leaning into like the dad William persona because like he says yes. like he's just having a bit of a giggle or something like that once yes. and it's like, <laughs> what? I And oh my God, I died. I tried to get a picture of this, but when he walks in the room and he has a mug that says world's best dad. Oh, he does? <laughs> oh yes, yes, he's holding a coffee mug. What are you? No way. And it says world's best dad. And I like died. Oh my God. <laughs> what the hell? Uh. <laughs> right. So those people, I just felt like they were, t- they were just caricatures of themselves. And, but that's okay. Cause obviously they're not the focus. And again, it's like, <laughs> I can only imagine what lifetime would do. Like, okay, you know that episode of 30 Rock where um, got tw- uh, Tracy realizes that Liz Lemon's book, Deal Breakers, is about him? Like, she's written yeah. all of his terrible habits and, like, bad relationship into being deal breakers. So then to retaliate, she realizes that she's going to let him write a porn parody of her life. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, honestly, it's almost as bad to have, like, a lifetime version of yourself where you're not the main character. Because, like, again, they seem to, not that they got it perfect, but they did seem to treat, you know, Harry and Meghan with more care than they did Will and Kate in this this one. <laughs> so it's kind of like, oh, my God, I'm not really like that. Like, what is happening? Okay, let's talk about the, do you want to talk about the Halloween? I just want to mention that yes. Harry dresses up her dogs in Halloween costumes, which is really cute. I so we get a, a, we get a little dog in a shark costume, yes, which is I fun. I squealed a little bit at, at that scene. <laughs> and um, they go out for Halloween. This is before they've been like public and it's obviously in the run-up to um the 2016 election it's just before the things but she he's wearing a frog costume on it's a play on you know the fact that he's a prince and she wears a hillary costume um and then canadians are super rude to him weirdly um so nice yeah that's i don't know many canadians so just based on what i've heard they're they don't they're passive aggressive. They're like Minnesotans. They're passive aggressive. They don't okay. go out and say like they bump it. I mean, like they can like bump into you and you s- accidentally like stab them through the arm and they'll go, oh, sorry. Like that's Cana- That's the like joke about Canadians. So it's mm-hmm. like, why would they? I don't know. But anyway, the ultimate result is they realize that Harry is there with Megan and they're outed to the press. And we see again, like some of the frenzy, which by all accounts was pretty accurate to what uh, Megan and her mom faced when their relationship first broke. But let's talk about the possible inaccuracy, the likely inaccuracy, which is uh, the conversation that happens after Harry releases the statement. I don't think that probably happened. No, I don't either. I I assume that you would probably tell them, just be like, you know what? I'm going to try and go this route Mm -hmm. with it. 
but I think it was just a way to kind of move the plot along, obviously, um, with an amazing, you know, run to the runway. Oh, I know. Kind of I was like, I just said, what did I do? Run to the airport. Like, of course, I wolfed my Teamster stuff for you. Sorry. I'm just making right. 30 rock references today. <laughs> what? Is that a saying? Um, but yeah, it's like, uh, it's just a thing. I don't think it's right. I, there's no way in hell he put out that statement without clearing it with her first. Right. Cause like what, how awkward it would be if it was, oh, I made this, you know, public declaration of love via, you know, news release and okay, now we're broken up two days later. Yeah. And like, also her publicist would need to know about it. Like she has people and like, are you kidding? Her publicist right. would be so pissed if you came out with a statement like that without like consulting her at all. Yeah, yeah. So it's just crazy. Um, but again, it was it was a good. Um, I think it was a good. It was important for exposition. It's so hard in you know these like movies that have to condense months and years into two hours to like show you know probably it's probably accurate about some of the struggle they faced in their relationship. And right. her, you know, being like, oh, gosh, am I going to give up my identity for this guy? Like, I just I barely know him and all that stuff. And uh, <laughs> I was going to say, uh, as far as I was going to talk a little bit about Pippa's wedding. Mm, oh, yeah. Let's go to that. Yeah. So for Pippa's wedding, Megan was not invited to the ceremony, but she was invited to the reception. And in this case, they make it seem like she wasn't invited to either. And then she dramatically shows up anyways. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> weird. Um, they make it seem like... I mean, so we know there was the whole no ring, no bring type policy. Um, and that made sense. It also kind of just made sense that like their relationship was still relatively new. They hadn't been out there and we discussed this on our very first episode that we didn't yeah. necessarily do that but we also said that we wouldn't be surprised if she snuck in with like the caterers for the reception um, to kind of celebrate with Harry in a more low key setting but here they have it like yeah be a real statement because like I said they move the racist Princess Michael of Kent they don't call her out by name they just make her some other terrible old woman right? Um, and also they but like they give it as a real opportunity for Charles and Camilla to show and I is this the first scene where you see Camilla I think I don't she might have no she was in a scene early oh gosh I don't remember I, think I just she remember was that in, was the first scene where I was like oh she was really well casted yeah she well she's so she's wearing you know formal wear first of all I don't think she was invited to Pippa's reception um or Charles yeah. so there's that but um so she and uh, she is, I mean, she looks really good. Like the actress, it's very similar to what the real um, Camilla looks like. And she does act kind of how you would expect the real Camilla to act too. They, she makes a joke about um, a dry martini, um, which is, again, very good. And then you kind of see them try to navigate kind of the complexity of the fact that like Harry is getting to be in a relationship with a you know divorced woman and that was a thing that kept Charles and Camilla apart was that Camilla was seen as like not suitable for you know the 
for Charles back until finally kind of much later in life. Um, so yeah, I think it was good. And again, it's a little sloppy. Like they're not going to air, they're British. They're not going to air their personal family laundry out in the middle of someone's wedding reception. Um, but it was, I think, good, good way to kind of wrap up those storylines and mm-hmm. show why Charles is being really supportive of Harry in this um, situation. Um, but yeah, so Megan gets to show up at the reception and I'll say her dress is beautiful for this scene. Yeah, it's a simple dress, but it looks great on her. The color, love it. Yeah, it's like a deep red, an ox yes. blood, so to speak. Yes. But the problem is, at that reception, Kate reveals that she's secretly pregnant with baby number three. She does. And then Megan is just tossing and turning all night over the fact that her own biological clock is ticking. Um, Indeed. So she and Harry have to have some big discussions about it. And luckily, they, they do take a break for some nourishing avocado toast. Thank God. In the middle of it. Because <laughs> they're millennials. Are they? No. Yeah. Yeah. Are if they? you're born between before ni- between 1980 and like 2000, it's like a really big. Yeah, I guess. All right. Well, as mo- as true millennials, they eat their avocado toast and uh, <laughs> I don't know, kind of figure it out. But um, that's where I stopped taking notes because I got I just got so distracted by how great the, the movie was. <laughs> um, so then, I mean, ultimately, the, the question is, is Harry going to be able to settle down? Because Megan is pretty much doing the thing where it's like, hey, I, you know, if we do want to have kids and I think I do want to have kids, I would like, you know, it, sooner rather than later. Like, let's let's get moving. And so if it's not you, you need to tell me now so that I can find the guy who I do want to have children with. And um, this kind of pushes uh, Harry a little bit. He's a little bit antsy. And so he, um, Megan, er, Megan goes to Will and Kate to kind of see what is happening with him. And Will points out that it's the anniversary of Diana's death coming up. And so gives her the advice that she should just keep Harry busy because that will help him cope. So they go yes. back to Africa to meet, uh, yes. AKA Southern California, to meet uh, <laughs> small children and to see our old friend the lion aka his mother indeed um i think that was a really the fight that they have in that scene i think was really interesting it was um i think they did a really good job of handling the complexity of diana um because there's a scene where a person who you know works for a nonprofit kind of raves about how brave she was and how great to harry and he kind of points out like Megan's trying to make him feel better and think like oh your mom was such a great person and he kind of points out to her like people want to make her into a saint and she wasn't she was a she was a human being she was complicated like and she was my mother like by deifying her you know like what you're doing where you're kind of turning her into it's like she never existed but she definitely did exist and she had flaws and I suffered because of them you know I I had to deal with that and I lost my mom, you know, to divorce and to other things. And it was it was complicated and and hard to deal with. And eventually they kind of come to an understanding with each other. They learn more about each other. And then Harry proposes. Indeed. Uh, But that seemed not right. No, it didn't seem right. Because where was the engagement chicken? There was no engagement chicken and there was no ring yet. 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 And I mean, <laughs> we were like, what's going on? And um, yeah, they eventually, she, I mean, so she's, 
at this point, and we kind of predicted this, like they had come to an understanding long before the official engagement with the ring took place. Mm-hmm. Um, and Megan tells people, oh, we haven't talked about her hair, her hairstylist or stylist guy friend who is kind of her confidant um, throughout the movie, the guy who brings the costume and who does her hair mm-hmm. on the suit set. He's like her sounding board and he's got this a really adorable niece who comes to get her Megan's autographed uh, with her Vanity Fair cover and she's just like the cutest girl ever and Megan's like what she watches suits and and then her uh, friend is like no she doesn't watch suits you're a princess to her like this right. is great <laughs> and then Megan's like oh okay sure yeah let's do that I can do this like I this is great I will have a giant platform to you know reach people with the messages I want to reach them with it's just like the Princess Diaries. Mm-hmm. It is. <sighs> and I'm talking more like the movie. Right. Where she explicitly goes like, wow, I can affect millions of people with my voice. Yeah. Well, it's the scene where Lily tells her like it is. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but like yells at her on the bleachers and is like, are right. you kidding? Like three people watch my TV show and you could have millions. And then she's like, oh, my God. And so like and also in the in the books, how she like once she realizes reporters are following her, she starts putting like Greenpeace stickers and like <laughs> vegetarian and proud, like all over her stuff. She's like, they're going to take my picture. I might as well, you know, get the message out that I want. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So then we kind of see like the run up to the engagement and um, we get to see her meet the queen. Yes. Huh. I actually thought the movie was ending as they were driving to into Buckingham Palace because it was like above mm-hmm. and there was like the voiceovers. And so I was, I was like, I was like, is this movie ending? Yeah. Like what? Because they were just because ta- they were like kind of talking about like how much uh the queen loves her corgis. So I was like, is this how it's ending? Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, it's not ending. I was like, but this would be kind of funny if this is how it ended. Because I would, yeah, that'd be an odd place to stop, but I don't know. Um, so anyway, they do meet uh, the queen. The queen makes a joke about, you're not involved with that program, The Crown, are you? And then <laughs> Megan's like, no, like, because she's the queen. And so she's not expecting a like teasing joke necessarily. But of course, then they portray the infamous corgi love uh, fast, where the oh, corgis yay. are all over her. And the queen kind of gives it to her straight, and it's really funny where um, the queen says, like, are you ready for this? And Harry starts to answer, and she's like, pretty much, no, shut up, I'm not asking you, I'm asking her. Right. <laughs> she's like, you don't have a choice, buddy, sorry. So she does, and I'm gonna make sure she is exercising her free choice, um, and not coming into this. Yep. And then um, they, sh- the queen shows her a portrait of uh, Queen Charlotte, who has many, many think had African heritage herself and points out the fact that like this is not necessarily new. Um, it is something that's remarkable and that people are going to make a big deal out of. And but at the same time, like just being yourself goes a long way and, mm-hmm. you know, embracing who you are is going to do a lot more good than trying to hide it. And so Right. The queen kind of gives her props for that. And she also then, when she announces the engagement to yes. her people, it's really funny. And also, I love that she's wearing a tiara in that scene for no reason. Right. I was I was like, are you just trying to like make sure that everyone knows she's the queen? Because she wasn't that great of a, 
a cast. No, like not at all. No, she was she was more like my grandmother bakes me a pie than I'm like the freaking queen of England. Yeah, she didn't really get the cadence of the voice. She was much more like I don't know, like up front and I don't know, not as posh and and drawly as the queen really is. And so um, there's that. But also, I think it's just funny because you know we like to speculate that the queen totally just brings out the sparkliest jewels and wears them around for fun like whenever she wants to and so i'm imagining yes she's like i'm on a power trip today bring me a tiara right (laughs) need to make an important announcement we get to see her make an announcement that his son is marrying an uh african-american divorcee who's an actress and does anyone have a problem with that um they better not they better not that's the tacit uh implication of what she's saying Right. <laughs> Anyone who raises their hand can leave. Bye. Okay, bye. Um, yeah. And then we got to see the chicken. Finally. I was pretty much like, the chicken! I was like, it's happening! And he explains the ring to all of us plebes. He botswanted her again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he did. <laughs> so anyway, I, I think, I mean, that's pretty much it. And like I said, it, it ends with them kind of like en route to their first public... Um, engagement. Yeah, where Harry has a timeshare in Nottingham. Yes, and he's got his nice scarf on that makes him look like he might be shirtless. <laughs> I did once I was like, oh yeah, because I was trying to figure out what they were showing, like what event was it? I was trying to figure out yeah. if it was the engagement announcement day, and I was like, oh no, but he's wearing that dumb scarf. And then I was like, oh yeah, it's when they went to Nottingham. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, then they cut into real footage. Yeah, which they did also with the Kate and Will movie, okay. except they did their wedding. Oh. So. On the replay, they did not do that. Oh, they didn't? Yeah, no. they showed at the very end. They show kind of, they show the wedding at the end. So I guess they don't do like from Will and Kate into the wedding, but mm. um, since the, the movie did come out before they also married, but a similar kind of look. Very, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, did you have a favorite scene or or quote or anything? I don't know. I think I probably brought him up. I liked um, I liked when Kate almost punched the lady. Yeah. Um, I liked, I just, I liked um, Harry in the club with dubstep a lot. I laughed yeah. my butt off at that. <laughs> I'm just trying to think now. I don't know. What about you? Yeah, so I have a couple. So one was, so during their date... Uh-huh. I their date was so long that you see in the background like the bartender looks like he's dead. Oh yeah, because <laughs> he's just like oh god. Uh, but then there's the part it's just kind of random where like uh, they talk about the Invictus Games oh, and they right. start reciting a poem. And I likened this scene just it was just like uh, Willoughby and Marianne in Sense and Sensibility. Oh, it totally was. Where where he starts just quoting poetry and she's just like, oh my god, I love him. Mm-hmm. Poetry. I did mention. Except this ends up a lot better. <laughs> yeah, I did mention that it's like funny because they're talking about Morgan Freeman's reading right. of a poem. And so I was like, yes. it's not the poem itself. It's just like Morgan Freeman. I was like, ooh. So yeah, my note was almost kiss after talking about Morgan Freeman. Like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> I guess that's romantic. Um, Steamy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then my ultimate favorite part was, okay, so after she comes back from Botswana, which... It ends in a you know a uh, a little steamy oh yeah the, steamy was, sex scene. Yep. She comes back and she's sitting in her chair and she just looks. She has sex hair. Yeah, she does. And, and it's her hairdresser's just like, "What have you been up to?" And I'm just like, "No way, Megan would come back 
from Botswana with just still her hair ruined from having sex back in Botswana. So I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. That it, that it was just like next scene it's just her like kind of you know slumping into the chair and it's like oh what have you been up to Mm -hmm. and it was really funny because he's like oh there's a good story here yeah (laughs) yeah it was funny and i I did write at that part in the movie the the part where she drops her robe i was like "Uh uh-oh i wrote "Uh uh-oh sexy parts right (laughs) luckily it, it cut away before it got too graphic but again indeed we did hear rumors that the royal family was very upset with uh portrayal of um sexy sex in the film yeah i don't know also oh i just want to say i thought it was hilarious peppa's wedding dress oh right oh god it was so like i didn't actually even really connect that was supposed to be peppa's wedding because the dress was so terrible and the venue too it looked like i mean it looked like a thing i could afford which is not at all what peppa's real reception looked like that's where we saw those leaked photos Yes, was like I was a like, literal the greenhouse? Yeah, it was a literal enchanted forest costing like a million pounds. Like, yeah. it was so crazy and amazing. I'm happy they didn't spend their money and their effort there because, yeah, they did a really fantastic job on um, both Preja Fitzhenley and uh, the Harry actor, um, uh, Murray Fraser. I feel like they worked really well together. I feel like they had good chemistry. He wasn't a perfect Harry, but he was... He was good enough. I think he was about as good as you can get. Again, without getting to... I feel like that's. it's just really hard to find a guy who is a famous actor who looks sub, like Harry or who can really pull it off that, you know, is willing to do a Lifetime movie. Because, like, the actor and actress who played Will and Kate in the Lifetime movie, the actress, she's gone on to do, I think, Grey's Anatomy. And, yes. like, she's, you know, kind of built up a career for herself. I don't think that that actor has really done anything... Um, no. So hopefully, you know, we can see more of Preja Fitzhenley because she did such a fantastic job here. I would watch her in something else for sure. Um, I would also watch uh, Murray Fraser, but I think it's probably harder to attract a guy to a Lifetime movie role, unfortunately, yeah. a male actor. But um, yeah, I mean, where do you th- where do you stand on the whole believability? We're going to bring back the final banana for this. Yes. What is your um, what what scene do you want to know the most whether it happened or not? I want to know if Prince Harry actually dressed like a frog. Okay. That would be mine. Um I don't know if you what do you, what do you think? I it was either that or I mean is it did Diana take the form of a lion a la anamorphs? Oh, but I like, kind of like that better Okay. I kind of felt guilty for laughing at that scene a little bit and I think it's because I didn't see the scene at the beginning. No, the scene at the beginning was absurd too. Like I was like okay. what is happening? Like that no, cuz it was so weird, so weird. Yeah, so I was like chuckling and I was like this is bad. I should be like really respectful like i i understand or at least i know why he would think this all right so i'm gonna do the final banana so final magic banana okay does a banana oh and if you didn't listen to our last episode oh yeah uh, i should do we did our final royal wedding predictions and uh when uh, baby Lou- before baby louie was born there was apparently a banana sidekick mm-hmm. on a show on the british like one of the british morning shows where a woman said you can have bananas can be psychic you have to ask a banana yes or no question then you cut off the the like not the like stem part but the little like nub at the other end and if you see a y shape it's a yes and if you see a dot it's a no and so we're asking the bananas questions to see whether our predictions will come true so we had one extra banana so we're now going to ask it oh magic banana did diana take the form of a gentle lioness 
to comfort young and older Harry? I mean, that's a lot of questions, but yes or no. All right, we're going to see what happens. You're being specific. It's important Mm -hmm. for accuracy with the the mystical banana. I believe it's a dot, so no. No, she did not. Okay, okay, so, Mm -hmm. all right. This one, I mean, it looks like a little, it's it's kind of hazier, but I'm going to yeah. say it's a dot. And that's okay. You know, if it brought him comfort and helped him guide him towards Megan, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, mm. great job, Lifetime. You often make absurd movies. And this one you managed to, I feel like, have a good balance between some absurdity uh, and some just really good commentary on their relationship. Minus the Cambridges. That was probably yeah. the most disappointing thing about the movie. It it definitely was. We hope you guys enjoyed our recap of this very important moment in cinematic history. And if you did and you, you want to tell us about it, you can get in touch with us in several different ways. We are uh, reachable via email, americrowndreams at gmail.com. And then we are also on Instagram and Facebook at americrowndreams. And we're on Twitter at americrowndream. You can also rate, review, subscribe, etc. on Apple Podcasts. And um, obviously the Royal Wedding is this Saturday. It's coming up so Woo-hoo. soon. And we will be live blogging that on our cross social media. And so you can follow us using the hashtag AmericrownDreamsComeTrue. And we will be posting um, kind of updates from our own party, celebrating stuff. And it'll be a fun day. I think. Yes. Oh, I so can't early. It's here. I know. And we are excited to celebrate and hope you guys are too. Mm hmm. We'll be waking up bright and early. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.